Hey, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. As always, I'm your host, Alex, and this is the Market Adventures Podcast. Today, let's take a look at how I turned a relatively negative return week into a small gain with one 200% day trade on the S&P 500 index. So I was losing bad. After closing my NASDAQ 100 index option trade, right, I was up 700% on call options I had on ticker symbol QQQ. I decided to close on Thursday before the Apple Amazon earnings. Uh, The reason I did that was to preserve some time value in the contract and get some money out of there. There was already intrinsic value there because I was in the money uh, on the options contract. Being in the money and having days left in the contract kept the premium higher, but would mean a lower return as we got closer to the expiration date. Now, I wanted to take that money out because I didn't want to hold it for the Amazon and Apple earnings. I was already losing on two other trades I had open at the moment, and I want to secure some profits going into that because I want to have a good, healthy cash balance and not have all my money out in trades should something happen. Now, I was feeling good after closing that trade. I was able to find another trade after that on Apple for relatively cheap and grabbed a call debit spread before the end of the day. Now, this was a bet that Apple would go up before November 19th, which I thought would be catalyzed by the earnings later that evening. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And wouldn't you know, Apple went the complete opposite way and gets massacred after the earnings call. So on the one hand, I'm glad I took profits on my QQQ trade. On the other hand, now I was holding a losing position on Apple that was a good ways out of the money now that Apple just sold off. Make matters worse, like I said, I was holding two other plays. These were Robinhood plays on ticker symbol HOOD that were in the gutter because Robinhood reported very poor earnings. So here I am with a bunch of losing trades after just selling my 700% win. Now, I was driving my sister to school, listening to a streamer who was also trading stocks. Now, when I'm, when I'm driving and doing stuff, obviously you can't participate in the stock market. So I'm just sitting and listening to him talk um, about what's going on, not necessarily stock market related all the time, but I'm tuned in. Uh, when we get to the school, I, my mind has been running the entire time I'm driving. I decide enough is enough. I need to close these losing trades while there's still some value to salvage from these positions. I mean, there is a difference, as you you definitely want to take note of this, right? There's a difference between losing and being a loser. Losing is normal in trading and investing, right? Having losing positions and losing trades is very normal, especially in the short term and especially in paper assets like stocks and crypto. But being a loser means not accepting when you're wrong. When the story has changed, pulling the parachute while you're free falling on a bad play. So I exit everything. Sitting on a side loss for the day, it was Friday, and Friday is typically a low volume day in the stock market. 
and there really is no reason to open any new trades on Friday. But here's the thing. I saw something, something beautiful. We sold off overnight following the Apple Amazon earnings, but we bounced immediately at the open. I mean, immediately. Before those earnings, we were moving comfortably higher, and it seemed the bulls shrugged off the earnings call. Bad earnings are bad earnings, but there was no real negative event, and the line of least resistance is now to the upside. So, with those things to consider, Friday's down open was actually an opportunity to grab some call options at a discount. That's the way I looked at it. I was able to grab a call option that expired that same evening, that same Friday, uh, at 10.12 a.m. when I bought it, it was worth $0.90, cents, which, remember, options control 100 shares of a stock, so 90 times uh, $0.90 cents times 100 is $90, right? So the option contract cost $90. I was able to grab a call option that expired that same evening at $90, and two hours later at 12.38, it was worth $2.09, which, again, over 100 contracts is $209. That's $90 into $209. That's a 232% gain in two hours. Now, here was a story that led me to buying the contract, right? We, we already talked about how we bounced immediately at the open. We shrugged the earnings off. There was no negative news that pushed us down there that would be able to hold us down there. Um, but also, let's just talk about it in, in very simple terms, right? The bears or those people who thought it was going to go down dropped us down over 1%, well, almost 1%, right? I think it was a uh, six-tenths of a percent overnight. The bulls, the people who thought it was going to go up, showed strength immediately at the open with some buying power and closed the gap immediately. So now it was the bears' time to prove that they were serious, right? They'd knocked the stock market down. The Bulls showed a strength immediately and put the ball back into the Bears' court, and it was their turn to show that they were serious about shorting. Now, looked at the chart. After that first big green candle to the upside, there were two indecision candles, right? Very flat candles, and that was my that was my signal to get in. That told me that there was a lack of conviction on the bear side because after the Bulls shot the price right back up. It was an opportunity for the bears to sell some more, right? Sell some more and drop the price back down. But there seemed to be a lack of conviction among the bears when the bulls pushed it all the way back up. They were dared to short, and there was lack of enthusiasm in their response. Now, this takes some candle reading, um, some candle reading skill, but mostly just watching price movement and talking out loud, right? When you see greens, you know that's bulls. When you see red, you know that's bears, and you just kind of talk it out as you're watching it, and that was the story that I saw, right? Bulls remained strong, and the bears that dropped the market overnight were not there at that same price level to drop it down again, right? That's a lack of conviction. Um, anyways, uh, that's how I turned a poor week of trading into a decent return when the dust settled, right? With that one spy call option, and identifying where some weakness might have been after we sold off early that morning. Options trading is extremely risky, right? Without a doubt. But like I've been saying the last week or so, it only takes one big trade to make up for all the others, right? You never go into a trade hoping it's a big one. You don't just make smart trades with sound reasoning, which I believe my reasoning was sound. 
right? If they turn out to be big ones, then that's just the icing on the cake. So good luck this week. We have a few economically relevant events that can make uh, the market move in the short term. If that's uncomfortable for you, that volatility, then just wait. Let the dust settle after volatility has subsided and get back to what you know best, right? Buying stocks and holding them for the long term. This has been your host, Alex Cunningham, saying be well and remember. As you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure. Thank you.